welcome back to another edition of our 1% North Paulding Athletics Podcast. Today we have on the show one of my good friends and one of the most trusted people in our school and community, and that's Coach David Hines, who's our uh, assistant football coach, but he's much more than that to our school. A godly man, great husband, great father, and just an outstanding coach who's actually retiring this year. We couldn't talk him into staying around another year. We tried. We did everything we could, but... He is retiring, and we wanted to get him on the show so everybody could kind of see him out and also hear his thoughts about North Paulding and, and what he's got next. So, Coach, thanks for being here. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate that. Uh, it's it's I'm really humbled that, you know, you would ask me to come on the show, but also uh, that other people might, you know, want to listen to what I have to say. I, I feel like that uh, um, I'm just a servant in this whole thing, and, uh, you know, I try to make a place a little bit better than the way I found it. And uh, it's uh, it's very humbling to get to the point where I'm at in my career, but also to uh, to think that other people might you know benefit from hearing what I have to say. Well, we've been around you for a long time. I know I have, and I've benefit every day from conversations or, or watching you and just uh, you're one of those guys who you're not going to say a lot about what you believe. It comes out in you because you're infectious and I, uh, can't tell you how much you, you mean to us, and you can still change your mind. You know, you can still you can still I appreciate stay. that. <laughs> I appreciate that. I I, it, I don't know that my wife would let me change my mind, but yeah, I yeah. appreciate it. We're gonna <laughs> dive, we're gonna dive into where you're going too. So that sounds pretty pretty cool. So, uh, coach, tell us a little bit. You know, we we all know you're you're local here, and everybody knows Coach Hines. But if people are listening, they don't know a little bit about your your story and how long you've been here and your family. Anything you want to tell us about your background? Well, I'm, uh, this is my, officially my 29th year of teaching, but uh, I'm going to be able to, I'm buying a whole year of, uh, from having sick leave and, and time built up. Uh, so I'll have 30 years of fully into the system. And uh, I spent the majority of that time in Cobb County, uh, 20, uh, right at 21 years in Cobb. And then I've been here, this is my ninth year here. So, uh, total, uh, I'll be honest, I liked, I loved being in Cobb County and that's where I grew up. That's where I went to high school, uh, in Spray, at Sprayberry High School, but then I taught at Harrison for a lot of years, but coming to Paulding County and coming to North Paulding especially has been the absolute best experience of my entire life and my career, as far as that goes. The... First of all, coming here with Coach Jones, but then just what the school, um, Dr. Crow and Greg Cherry before you, mm -hmm. what they stood for and what they um, brought in their leadership, <clears throat> it has been such a joy to be a part of that here. And you've only carried on and, and improved on that. And, and it's just, it's been spectacular. The people that I've worked with and worked for here in Paulding County have been absolutely the best. And uh, as far as uh, my family and stuff goes, I've got two daughters, one that's a, a junior at South Carolina and one that's a senior at Harrison High School. And my plan and my wife's plan have always been when she graduates, I was graduating. And so uh, so my youngest one, Kylie, is, uh, is graduating. She's I think going to go to college at Charleston next year, but our, our plan was when she got done with school, then I was going to at least finish teaching and then 
start a new chapter. Absolutely. Yeah, that's something I've always admired about admired about you. Is you always put your family first. You're always, you know, you work very hard. You're here very early in the morning, and you're still here early in the morning, even you know on the way out. You know, that says a lot about how you're going to finish this thing. But you've always put your family first, and that's a that's something I strive to do and I admire about you. So, you know, kind of going in a in a different route. What's your most memorable moment of coaching? You've had many, but. Yeah, I, I will have to say that my most memorable uh, thing in coaching, it happened in 2003. And uh, I got the head job in 2002 at uh, Sprayberry High School. It was my alma mater where I went to school. And um, and I I guess I was... I had I had been saved when I was when I was in high school or what right at the end of my high school career uh, high school I was saved and I came to know Christ but I didn't really have a relationship with him and God was working on me and my heart and that and uh, and in 2003 it all came full circle for me and what happened was I was the head football coach I was at, had been at Harrison. We had played for a state championship in 2000. And uh, when I got to Sprayberry, I was going to take all of these things that I'd learned, you know, building a championship program there as an assistant. And I was going to take all those things to Sprayberry. And that's what we were, man, we were going to be, we're going to win a a state championship and we're going to just be successful. It's going to be the alma, my alma mater. And man, I'm going to ride off into the sunset here. And I got there that first year and we worked really extremely hard and we were moving in the right direction. We're doing all these things, but I'll be honest. I really, I wasn't including God in that. It was all about me. And, uh, he humbled me with an experience that second year. I had a young man named Lynn Pettis that I was going to pick up every morning to bring him to workouts before school. And Lynn had never played football before. This was his first year playing football. And uh, when I brought, when I go, when I go get him in the mornings, he uh, <clears throat> he'd come out, jump in the truck, and we'd ride to school together, and uh, and we'd talk and that sort of thing. And we got to building a friendship and and everything and uh, a relationship with this young man. And one morning I went to go pick him up and the lights were all off and there was nobody moving at the house or whatever. And so I got out of the car and I walked up to the front door and I knocked and Lynn came up to the front door and he said, Oh, I'm sorry, coach. I'm coming. I'm coming. Well, when he opened the door, I noticed there was a, it was dirt on the floor. And I said, uh, when he got in the car in the truck with me, I said, Lynn, I just noticed, uh, do y'all, do y'all is, do y'all have a dirt floor? He goes, yes, sir. We have a dirt floor. Their house, their shack was on a, was on the ground. And I said, Lynn, uh, how come the lights, you didn't turn any lights on us? He goes, well, we don't have any power. And, uh, it was a very humbling experience because what I was looking at that was important about and and all the things that I was talking about, about being committed, about showing up every day and working hard and doing all these things. 
were about trying to win football games. And God hit me upside the head and he said, this isn't about winning football games. This is about the young men and the people that you're involved with. It's about the relationships. And he said, they don't care anything about winning football games. They care about you mentoring them and being a part of their lives and trying to improve them. And that day I went from being a football coach who happened to be a Christian to being a Christian man who happened to be a football coach. That's good. That's good. And that, and that has showed, you know, you wear that on your sleeve every day, every day, you know, you have bad moments like we all do, but you never, I don't, like I said yesterday when we were talking to the football, I've never seen you have a bad day. And that, that stems from sure from, from that. So you, you just don't know what each young man or each young woman that we're working with these kids, we don't know where they're coming from or what they're bringing to school with them. And it, it truly showed me that this, while we, while we want to win and we want to compete and try to be the very best that we can, sometimes that's not what's, that's not what these kids are thinking about. They're just, they just like being a part of something. So piggybacking on that, you know, you've, that story is, is unbelievable. And it, we all have those moments where the, you know, well, I pray we do where the lights kind of come on for us. And um, that's yours. What do you do? You, you're so efficient at building relationships and not, and not to win football games. You know, you're building relationships that, that are meaningful and deep and you do that with coaches you do that with your players. How do you do that? What's your, what's your secret sauce there? It's going to sound really cliche and it's going to sound really uh, simple. And I'm kind of a simple guy to begin with. And I know, uh, I think you can relate to that because I mm -hmm. feel like you're that way too. Um, so everything that I, that I talk about really comes back from it, it. I mean, I read it a long time ago from Lou Holtz. All right. And he's, he wrote a book called winning every day. Okay. And in that book, there's three questions that, that every person asks when they come into contact with somebody and they're wanting the answer to those three, these three questions. And the first one is, is can I trust you? You know, um, do you do what you say you're going to do? Are you a person that, you know, is honest, is, is dependable, you know, all of those things. That's the first question. Can I trust you as a person? The second one is, are you committed to excellence? And you know that we all say, we all say those words a lot of times, but really that commitment to excellence comes by your actions. And it, you know, it's so important that, you know, what you say and what you do, they align up, you know? And so that's the second one. And then the third one is probably the most important is, do you care about me? And, uh, you know, do you care about me as a person? Not because I can jump high, run fast, you know, shoot the ball good, or, you know, I, I catch the ball fantastic or throw it. It's, do you care about me as a person? So I think it's, if I look at each one of the relationships with the coaches, with the, with the teachers, with the players that I, or the kids that I'm in contact with, if they can answer yes to those three questions about me, well, then I'm doing the right things for them. 
if if I if they can't answer that yes, then obviously I got some work that I need to do. I've got to I've got to do that. And that it that started at an early age for me. It, it started really because when I was younger, and I and I've heard you talk to coach. I mean, when I was younger, um, everything when I was growing up was about all right. Uh, I want to be the best. I want to I want to beat down other people, and I want to I want to be the best on the kickball field or whatever that was. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna be that guy. And then the then it was as I got older, it was it was you know um, conquest of women. And and all these bad. I mean, it was just you know, it was all these things about you know objectifying and that sort of thing. And then the third one was was uh, you know how many things can I own? How much money can I make? And those three things were all lies. They were all lies growing up. You know that was really and but what what was important. What I learned that was important, and what I try to convey to these kids all the all the time, it's about the relationships that we're involved with. Do you truly care about me? Can I trust you? Are you committed to me? Those three those three things, and then the second part of that, what are you involved in that's bigger than you? And that's where God really he he put in on my heart that you know. This isn't about you winning games. It's not about you looking great. It's about are you are you um, pushing my agenda? Which the Lord's agenda is, you know, hey, I'm I want people to know me, and I want them to be the best for me because they love me. And and if we can do those things, then that's really way more important. It's a it's a legacy that we can leave, and I, you got to start with your family. And then you got to carry it over to the people that you're that you come into contact with. And hopefully, you know, that's what I try to portray. And that's it sounds I mean, all of that sounds really simple and really easy. And it's things that I fail at all the time. And I mean, my wife reminded me yesterday that when I when she came, we came in, I came in at first and I wanted to sit down and have some time away. And she's like, oh, so you're not going to talk to me today. You know, and I'm like, and of course we started to get an argument and I'm like, well, hold on, hold on. You're right. Let me turn off this television. Let me get up. Let me spend some time, quality time with you. And that 30 minutes of just talking when you right. come in the door, instead of isolating yourself, she goes, well, I've been sitting here all day by myself. And I said, yeah, well, I've been interacting all day. Right. Yep. And it's, and it's those things. I mean, the people that you come into contact with got to know you care and that they mean something. So, you know, staying with relationships and staying kind of on that topic, who's somebody who's made the biggest impact on your life? If you could pin it down. Well, there's, there's several people. Um, uh, obviously in the, uh, the first person I would say was a guy named Judson Hodges, who's, who was my first pastor that I, that I ever knew. And my parents got divorced when I was a junior in high school. And, uh, I was searching for something. I didn't know what it was. And this guy took me under his wing. He brought me in. I, I just happened to go to the church with a, with a couple of friends and, uh, and really probably, if you want to be honest, I was probably, uh, 
interested in a couple of the girls. And, uh, but when I got there, I was like, man, uh, he, he took me under his wing and, and it was, he taught me, he, he's the first person that I, I mean, I'd never, I was about 16 or 17 years old and I had never really had any idea what it meant to, to know Jesus Christ. And, and so I think that he was a very important influence on me. He ended up having a brain tumor and dying. And, but through all that, he, he baptized me. He uh, brought me in in confirmation class and taught me about the Lord. And all of it was, I mean, he didn't know me from Adam. That's good. You know, it was a, it was a powerful experience for me. That was probably the first person. And then of course, I mean, all of us, every good man has a good wife yep. and my wife is unbelievable and uh, she has always been my biggest cheerleader and my biggest fan and also the person who keeps me grounded absolutely yeah susie's a she's a good one for sure yeah so you talk about north paulding and then we're going to get to your next phase of your life and kind of turn that page and it still feels weird man we're in april i know you don't have much longer and that's that's still crazy to me but what, what are you going to miss most about North Paulding athletics, North Paulding high school in general? Well, without a doubt, I'm going to miss the people, the, uh, um, the grind and that sort of thing that we kind of call it, you know, it's, it's the people that are the, that you're going to miss uh, It's the coaches that you interact with on a day to day basis. It's the, the other faculty members and, and the kids. I mean, we've got great kids here and you know, it's winning seasons, losing seasons, those all come and go. But the thing you remember is the, is the impact of the, of the individuals, the impact of the folks that you, that you work with every day. And, uh, and that's what I'm going to miss. I mean, I, I hope to stay in the contact, but I'm terrible about that sort of thing. And I mean, I'm like most guys, uh, I'm not, I'm not a great, you know, pick up the phone and call you all the time and, and stay in touch. Um, but I hope to do that and I'm trying to be better at that. That's one of the things that I've got to work on in retirement is doing a better job of reaching out and talking to folks that I haven't, haven't talked to in a while. Well, let's turn the page a little bit, even though I hate to, but tell everybody what kind of what's next for you and where you're going and, and all those things, which sound really exciting. And, and the cool thing about it is, you're right. You've had a plan for a while now and set it up perfectly and God's had a big part in it. But the thing I like about you, you're very, very structured, very organized, but you're not afraid to deviate from that plan. We talked about that before the, we were on live here, but you're not afraid to do that. So tell us a little bit about what's next for you and your family. Well, we're, we're currently building a house. My wife and I are building a house in Charleston, uh, Mount Pleasant specifically, uh, South Carolina, just north of Charleston, about 10 minutes. And, um, you know, everybody asks, you know, why, how did you pick that spot? And, and uh, uh, originally what happened is I was, uh, I was teaching, when I was teaching and coaching uh, at Sprayberry, I, I met a, a guy named Mike Donnelly. And uh, Mike Donnelly was uh, about 10 years older than me, but, uh, had been in Cobb for many years and been around as a head coach. And he and I, he was an assistant at the time at Sprayberry and I got to know him. Well, he is, uh, he's uh, still working, but in Charleston he's, and uh, 
so his wife and he were looking for places to, to right. retire and move to. And so they started looking and they, they came upon Charleston. And, uh, and so my wife and I, Susie and I went to, went out there to go kind of visit and see where they were, you know, going to build a place and all like that. And, uh, we're like, man, this is really a nice, this is a nice town. This is really a great place. And, and at that point I still had, you know, 16, 17 years left, but, uh, we, we just made a decision that we, we, we had a couple of criteria and this is for what it's worth. Um, my wife is a violinist, so we needed to have somewhere where there was, there was a cultural art scene. So it couldn't be, she did, she's not ever going to move to the country. So it needed to be somewhere that had some culture and some arts and uh, Charleston had that. It, we wanted it to be near the beach. We didn't care if we were on the beach, but we right. wanted to be near the beach somewhere. We wanted to have an international airport and we wanted to be within a day's drive back to Atlanta. And so everything kind of lined up that that was a great place. And so we started looking for property there and over about a two year period, we went and, and, and looked at different places and, and that sort of thing. And we finally found a piece of property that we liked. And so in 2007 or eight, we bought a piece of property and, uh, but it, it was great because we, there was no timeline to build and we could sit on it. And then if, if it didn't work out that way, or we decided to go in a different direction, we could always sell it. And, uh, so as time moved forward, you're like, wow, I mean, this is like, actually, this is actually coming, coming close to time, you know, this is a year or two ago. And we're like, man, we need to kind of think about what we want to do here. And so we prayed on it and thought about it. And we were like, okay, we're going to move forward and build a house. And that's where we're at right now. We're, we're going to do that. We're going to move. And, uh, I've never, it's a scary thing really, because she and I both have never lived outside of, uh, outside of the Atlanta area. Right. I mean, much less anywhere else. I right. I mean, I've always lived in Cobb my entire life. So changing locations and changing states is a little bit daunting. But the way I look at it is a new chapter. It's a new adventure. And there's, uh, you know, it'll be new people to come into contact with. So we're excited about it. Um, you, you talked about, you know, being able to change gears and be able to adapt and, and things like that. And that's always you don't know where, what curveball or where, what's going to happen in the future. And, uh, so, you know, that's always a, a flexibility thing. And we've, we tried to be that way. And we, if, if somebody got sick or some, or we had to do, you know, then we would right. do that. You know, we're, that's what it's going to be about. It's always going to try to be about family, but you know, somebody, I, I, we don't have, we have no relatives that live in the Charleston area in, the, in South Carolina. We don't know anybody. Well, I mean, we know a few people right. around there, but, Right. But we're going to go and, and start something new. Yeah. You know, very cool. Well, just to kind of wrap up here, I wrote, I wrote down something as we were talking and that's the thing that kind of sums you up to me is you do stuff for, for people or somebody who can do nothing for you. You're not looking for stuff when you do a, a good deed or you sit down and mentor a coach or even, you know, before the show, you had a conversation with me. You're not looking to get anything out of that ever with kids, with coaches, you just do the right thing because it's the right thing. And that's, that sums you up to me. And 
and the way you mentor others and help people and help me, uh, you're just, you're going to be very, very missed. So we're, we're glad you were on the show and uh, you mean the world to us. And, you know, to me, you're always going to be here. Well, so. I appreciate that. I can tell you that my heart will always be here at North Baldwin because like I said, I, it, it has been the last nine years. I, I was struggling when I came here. Um, just some things that had happened to me and, and I felt like I wasn't treated fairly at times and I had to let all that go. And this community has been awesome. And, uh, I, I can't say enough about that and what it's meant to me in my life is has been spectacular because I've I've made new friends here and I've also made uh, um, have had new mentors here and you know it's it you you think that you you know you're talking about me touching people and and that sort of thing it, it's it's totally you know this it when you give you receive so much more back from that. Yep. And that's really, that's really what life's about, isn't it? I mean, that's, it's really, it's, it's about us sharpening each other and helping one another and caring about one another. And, and if we're doing that, then that, that's all that counts. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Absolutely. Coach, man, you mean the world to us. And I'm so thankful that, you know, the, the, the one thing about the show, no doubt, we're not trying to, we're trying to highlight North Paulding athletics and that's, that's one thing we're trying to do is, is give these kids the, you know, some spotlight. They deserve that. Give our they coaches. Do. They, we're trying to do that. There's no doubt. But on the other hand, we're trying to help people. And I know this conversation is going to help a lot of people, no matter where they are listening. If it's a week from now, two weeks, whenever this episode is released in in early May, that people are going to this is going to help a lot of people. So I appreciate you coming on the show and and doing that. I appreciate you, man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, everybody, for uh, listening to another edition of our 1% podcast. Go out and have a great day.